Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. Alrighty, folks, we had some big earnings last week, specifically Netflix and Tesla. We have a monster week ahead of us. Apple, Alphabet slash Google, Meta slash Facebook, Amazon, and, many, many more, and Amazon, many, many more. And we have the one and only Mr. Dan Bird who's going to go into the charts and tell us what the charts are telling us. How you doing, sir? I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing wonderful, man. Just about to kick off and three-hour meeting where we're going to change some lives. Right. So uh, thank you. Right. For I know. Us. I know. That's why we, we have to uh, get through these quickly today to get yeah. allow you to prepare for that big meeting. There you, there you go. Well, do me a favor. I'll let's get into this one, one day. Yeah. Yeah. Folks, you know, do me a favor. If you would love Dan Bird to do one of these sessions where we open up to only a hundred folks on zoom, uh, let us know in the comments below. We would do something on stock trading um, or at least chart reading uh, risk management, his risk scores, all of those things. Uh, let me know if you want to be a part of that so you can ask him questions directly, leave comments below, and maybe we'll get something scheduled in May. Thank you for that. It's a good idea, actually. Sure. No problem. All right. So uh, we just went through where the market is. And as you mentioned, you're out. I am. And I'm out. I'm out naturally. My I'm, I raised my stops as the market was kind of moving. Yeah, I actually hit a peak. And I thought it was ready to, for it to kind of roll over. So my stops just took me out naturally. Yeah, and I sold on a moment's notice. I'm like, I don't feel good. I'm selling. So my right. stops were not impacted. I just an emotional trader, I guess. So yeah. that's why I'm not good. That's why that's why I'm not a very good stock trader. <laughs> yeah, but you made money. I did. I did. But that's that's why I don't do it a lot. <laughs> that's why I don't do it a lot. <laughs> well, you just pick your spots, that's all. There's that, lots of different ways to trade the market, invest in the market. That's what makes the market. Yep. You know, it's buyers and yep. sellers. That's what makes yep. it. So. I was three for three. So, hey, that's, that's, you can't get better than that. So and you had a few little ones in between, right? That you yeah, made money I did. On. Yeah, yeah. Earlier. Yeah. So, right. Real, and those are real trades. This, these are like quasi investments. I, I would call, I wouldn't call these investments for you. I would call these, um, trend trading position trading yeah, what, buy, what i did is i low and sold high you bought yeah. low and sold high i bought after negative news i did my research thought the it was an overreaction i right. bought three stocks i so one of them i bought once because it went up right away uh so that was jp morgan i because right. i was going to do what you taught me right i was going to do up to four tranches so jp morgan i only got one bite meta i got two bites blackstone i got three but made money on all of them. So, right. Yeah. There you, you go. did it. You did it the right way. You bought low and sold high. There you go. Yay. You could write, you could write a book. No, no, <laughs> no. Hey, let's get into the, let's get into the stocks. I want to talk about Netflix and Tesla. And then more importantly, what do we see in the, in the big earnings next week? Sure. Um, let me share and let's look at uh, Tesla. Oh, here's my newsletter. If anyone's interested that weren't, wasn't on the last session. But I do I do this for free 
um, and I don't sell your emails or anything. So if you're interested in joining, just send me a note to breakpointtrading at gmail.com and I will add you to the list. So let's go look at Tesla or Netflix. Let's look at Netflix first because they're the ones that reported first last week. Okay. So Netflix was interesting. Um, they missed earnings. Right. So uh, let me explain my chart a little bit here. Okay. And um, maybe maybe if we do that session with your hundred subscribers. Mm -hmm. we'll kind of walk through how to set up a chart. Yeah, it could be fun. You know, what some of these these indicators mean and how to set up a simple one to start with because you don't want to okay. have too much on it initially. But the way mine, mine set up is I, I look at moving averages. So I have an eight day, which is the pink line, a 21 day, which is the blue line, a 50 day, which is the red line. Those are the three key ones. The 200 day is the dashed gray line at the bottom. Um, that's what... The, the major traders usually like to buy things that are above the 200 day because that's long term. Mm -hmm. And then I put an 89 day, the purple one here, just for fun, basically. Okay. Now, why do I use 8, 21, 89? Those are Fibonacci numbers. Mm. So on a lot of charting programs, they'll default to 10, 20. 50 is the one that all the big investment houses use. So every, they all look at the 50. The Fibonacci that's closest to that is 55. But since 50 is what everybody typically watches, I use the 50. And then 89 is also a Fibonacci number. Got it. You can look up Fibonacci and learn what that means. That's why I use those. Okay. The, the one on the top is a PPO, which is a uh, price performance oscillator. It essentially takes the distance between these moving averages. And you can see when these moving averages are pretty far apart from each other, that means the, the price is high. So it's moved away from the slowest moving average. And that's what the, the PPO or the MACD, MACD looks the same as this. That's what it does, moving average convergence divergence. It calculates the diff, diff distance between the moving averages and it plots that out. So it shows you how far away those moving at, that price is from the moving average. And usually when that crosses down, right, like right here, that's usually a top. And when it crosses up from the bottom, that's usually a bottom, okay? And then the RSI is relative strength. It's basically the strength of the move based on its historical previous moves. So it's not, and that's an important distinction because when we get into looking at the charts for next week, I'm going to look at those in a little different way. I'm going to look at relative strength versus the, the peers in their own industry. Mm. So how is that company doing versus all of the other companies in its own industry? That's a different way of looking at relative strength. This relative strength is relative to itself. How is the price moving right now based on where it's moved in the past? And you can see where, when the price goes up, then this RSI relative strength goes to the top. And when price goes down, it goes to the bottom. So it's just an oscillator that goes back and forth. And then accumulation distribution is one that I always like. It shows you, you know, it, it, are they be, is it being accumulated? So even if, the, if it's, the price is going down like this for Netflix mm -hmm. over the last month or three weeks, the price has been declining, but the accumulation has actually been rising. Wow. The big traders, even though the price has been declining slightly, the big traders, it, it kind of went sideways. So they, they weren't distributing, they weren't selling, they weren't necessarily buying, they were waiting for earnings. But as soon as they, they missed earnings right here, it went down 
And the green and the red here, this is something that most people won't use, but I, I put it on because I think this is interesting. These are essentially stop levels. So there's a way to calculate where you can put a stop. So the green one is a stop if I'm long. So if, if I'm long this particular stock and it comes down, goes below this green line, which it did right here, right. that's where my stop should be, Got it. right there. The red one is if you're short. So it's mm. the opposite. If it's down here and it goes up and it goes above the red line, then you wanna stop there to get out because it's starting to head higher. So I put that on there just for in interesting visual. And uh, interestingly with Netflix, it actually came down right to the stop level, didn't go below it, and then bounced back up the same day. So this this little candle here is the day of earnings. Yep. So it, it went down and then buyers came in and started buying again. And the next two days, buyers continued to buy. So Netflix, even though it missed earnings, actually looks pretty strong right here. And look at accumulation distribution. Right. After earnings, after they missed earnings, Wall Street started buying, started accumulating this again. And it actually now is hitting 52-week uh, highs. It's above where it was before. Interesting. So e even though Netflix had bad earnings, it actually looks pretty good. Hmm. It's still below its moving averages, but you know it could very easily get back above those. Okay. So Netflix is... In an interesting one to watch. Um, we'll put in Tesla because Tesla is also missed earnings, but has a an opposite look. Oh yeah, fact, look at that. In fact, what I'll do here is I'll put in Netflix again. So this is Netflix and this is Tesla. So we'll look at the, these side by side. So there's Tesla. There's Netflix. Yeah. Tesla. Netflix. Both of them went down after yep. earnings. But in the case of Tesla, Tesla went down, was already below all of its moving averages. It's It's been below the 200-day, has not been able to get above the 200-day moving average. Mm -hmm had bad earnings again, and it dropped down below all of its moving averages. Yeah. Now, with Tesla, one thing that I notice on the chart, and we'll see if this makes a difference or not, but if I were to draw a little box in, you see this gap down here? So prices a lot of times like to fill the gap. Oh, okay. So you see the, this gap back here in January? Yep. When Tesla gapped up, it may actually want to come down and fill that gap. So that's what I would be looking at. That's the thing that would concern me about Tesla. Unlike Netflix, Netflix might actually be a good one to get back into right now because mm. it stayed above its, its stop level and it looks like it's trying to make a push back above the moving averages. Tesla, on the other hand, I would be concerned about this one because it may actually want to fill this gap down here. So I would okay. want to wait and see what Tesla does before jumping back into it. And if it does fill this gap, then that might be a really good buy point. Okay. Down in there. Okay. So now let's look at um, what's coming up next week. Yeah, I think we got what, Microsoft? 
Coca-Cola's on Monday, and then we got Microsoft and Google on Tuesday, I think. Yeah. So we're going to look at these a little bit differently. So this is my standard chart. This is uh, actually my default chart. Okay. And um, at some point, I'll show folks how to set these up and set up defaults and stock charts. But I have one chart type called relative strength. And this is the relative strength versus its peers. So as opposed to relative strength, like I, I just explained, relative to itself, how is it performing based on its history? Right. This is relative strength based on the peers in its own industry. Hmm. So the way this is structured and the, the way that I like to look at um, candidates to buy anyway, is are they in a strong sector? That's the right. gold area. Are they in a strong industry group? That's the green area. So the goal is the sector versus the S&P. How is it performing versus the S&P? And you can see that it's moving up. So it's outperforming the S&P. How is this industry group performing versus its own sector? The sector in this case is technology. So this is, this is sort of going up a little bit, kind of sideways. So it's performing okay. It's outperforming its sector pretty well. And the industry group in this case is software. And then the blue one is the most important. How is it doing versus the peers in its own group? Okay. So that's the one you want to look at. So in the case of Microsoft, it's outperforming because it's it's been moving up. But since about a month ago, it's sort of been going sideways. Hmm. So software and Microsoft are kind of moving together. They're just, just going along for the ride. And I would actually say that the, the software sector our industry group basically follows Microsoft. Okay. So as Microsoft goes, so goes the software group. And it, it kind of shows you that there. And the, the red one is just for an added bonus. It's how, how is it doing against the whole universe of stocks? Mm. Not just the S&P 500, that's 500, not the, just the NASDAQ 100, not just the Dow 30, but every everything. single stock, everything that's out there. Okay. And you can see it's it's been outperforming and then lately, just like in this industry group, it's kind of going sideways. It's kind of going along for the ride. Okay. Then the next thing to look at is the chart itself. So what does the chart look like? You can see the moving averages and the eight day is kind of rolling over. So, and then finally the um, accumulation distribution. It looks like it's being accumulated. Hmm. So over the last month, <clears throat> Remember, there's a quiet period a couple of weeks before earnings right. where the company can't really talk to analysts. But the month before that, analysts do talk to them and analysts do get an idea of how the how the quarter is going and how they might report. Right. So if you look at it before then, how it, are, is it being accumulated prior to that two week quiet period? Right. OK. And it looks like it has been. <clears throat> One thing also to keep in mind for those folks that are traders, it's dangerous to, to hold on to a stock into earnings. It's a binary event. Right. Earnings, and, and it's not so much what the earnings are, it's how the market reacts to what the earnings are. Correct. So it could have great earnings and the, the market sells off. Or it could have bad earnings and the market pushes it higher, right? So sometimes the better way to do it is to start looking at these about three or four weeks before earnings. And you'll notice in a lot of these, a lot of them will start moving up before the earnings. 
up until about a week before earnings. You can see that with Microsoft. So the, the play for some of these that, that might come in stronger that are leading their industry. And by the way, I think the whole market is being driven right now by about 10 stocks. Yeah, there's no question when you look at the data. Yeah, right. It might even be six or seven stocks. But right, yeah, there's just a handful of stocks that are moving the, the market. So yeah, if, if, you you take those, if you take those 10 stocks out, the market's down significantly. That's right, exactly. So this, this one's a good example with Microsoft. The, the time to start buying this one was about three weeks before earnings back here in the middle of March. And you can see the run up into earnings and then it just goes sideways waiting for earnings. And then it will depend if earnings are great, it'll continue higher. But if they, if it meets expectations, but just meets it, then that could send it down. Okay. You just don't know. So it's kind of dangerous to, to stick with it through earnings. So let's look at meta. Now we'll do this pretty quickly on the rest of these. So gold and green are sector and industry. Blue is the important one. How's it doing versus its peers? And Meta is significantly outperforming its peers. And it's in both a strong sector and a strong industry. And it's outperforming the rest of the market. Again, look at what's happened since the middle of March. <clears throat> you know, the time to, to buy. If you're looking at these big names and you wanna get into them or, or you wanna do options, play with options, some of these big names, because people might maybe can't afford a hundred or $212 stock, right? But options are much cheaper. Sure. So the, the way to do it is wait for it to look about a month before earnings, wait for it to come back to the 21 day moving average, which is reversion, reversion to the mean, hit it right here, hit it right here, about a month before and buy an option 60 days out and they just ride that option into earnings and then get out of it before earnings. Right. All right. Uh -huh. So you, you see that trend? Sure. About three or four weeks before earnings. We'll take a look at that on uh, what's Amazon it's next week. Amazon. So this, this one is in the broadline retailers sector and it's in the uh, consumer discretionary industry group. Uh, consumer discretionary sector, I'm sorry. And it's in uh, broadline retailers. So the sector is going sideways. The industry group is just starting to, to pick up. It is sort of like going along even with its peers. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's hanging in there. It's doing fine, but it's not really outperforming. And same mm -hmm. thing with the rest of the market. And then again, if you look at uh, March right here, went down, hit a low and started to come back up. So when it came back up to the 21 day right here, that would be the time to, to buy a 60 day out option hmm. and just ride it for three weeks into earnings and sell it before earnings. Hmm. Right, so- Not the, the financial move, advice. <laughs> not financial advice. I'm not recommending you do this. I'm just no. pointing out how to use charts no. and identifying buying and selling and with these big names that are, that are moving the market, they are typically going to run up three or four weeks before the earnings, especially if they have good accumulation distribution. You see right down here. Mm, wow. Because remember, the analysts are talking to these companies before earnings, but a couple of weeks before the earnings come out, they can't talk to them anymore. Right. There's a quiet period. So they gather all their data in this month or so period before earnings. And that's where you see the accumulation start to go up. 
And that's where you can get in three or four weeks ahead of time. Okay. So right now on all of these, it's probably too late to take a position because they're all coming out next week with earnings. Right. So what I would do is just wait and see what the earnings are and then make a decision. If you look at Coca-Cola, so this is not in the technology sector, soft drinks, soft drinks sector is sort of going sideways. Industry group is not too impressive. It is outperforming its peers. <laughs> so Coca-Cola is doing pretty well against its peers and against the whole market. It's doing okay, a little bit better, but its sector and its industry are, you know. What, what about Google? I think is the other one that big. Yeah, we'll look at Google. So. But, but again, look at this yeah. since since the middle of March. Yep. Look at what look at what Coca Cola has done. So they report next week. So watch the twenty one day moving average. About a month or so before earnings, came down and hit the twenty one day right here. Went up through the twenty one day right here. Buy a sixty day option right there and then sell it three weeks later. Um, Google. Great sector, great industry. It's underperforming its peers. Interesting. Would you have expected that? Yeah, actually. Yeah. Google's Google's in trouble. They got they they right. Yeah. But Samsung's talking about giving Microsoft a billion dollars or something. Yeah. For Google being... just sh shut down their 80 acre complex in San Jose. Right. Yeah. Google's in some muck right now. Yep. So that's that's one that I probably would not hold. Well, I wouldn't hold any of them into earnings, but you know, this is not one I would be buying before earnings because yeah. it's it's underperforming its peers. It's it's barely outperforming the rest of the industry. And its chart looks, you know, it's very difficult on this chart. Now, if we take the same um, strategy and say a month before earnings, knowing that Google is one of the big ones that moves the market, For sure. again, in March, when it came up to the 21 day and get, went through it, buy a 60-day option right there, and then sell it right here. Uh, okay. Accumulation distribution actually looks fairly good. Yeah. Being accumulated. So. I like it. What else? Um, uh, we'll look do... at JP Morgan. Okay. JP Morgan's already reported. They did two weeks ago. Last actually. week. Yep. So Oof. as you would expect, terrible, terrible sector and terrible industry. Yeah. Yep. Right. Guess you, when Silicon Valley Bank was. Just one that's guess. That's right, right? You can see where it was, right here with this Except. fell off a cliff right there, yeah. cliffs of Dover. But look at JP Morgan versus its peers. While its oh, yeah. peers aren't really doing too well in that industry, JP Morgan is significantly outperforming them. Yep. I mean, ideally, you would want all of these to be heading from lower left to upper right, ideally. Yep. Yep. But all things being equal, you want this blue one to be yeah. significantly outperforming. So you want the best house in a bad neighborhood. Okay. Right? Yep. Yep. And then again, here's uh, when JP Morgan reported right here. Yep. Had a big, big jump up. Zuber sold at the high. Yay. In fact, you sold right at resistance. I did. Look at that. Right? I, I looked at I looked at the chart for like okay, 15 good. seconds. Good. I, so I you did. saw you saw resistance right there? I don't know if I call it resistance. I saw I was back to the past peaks. So I'm like, I'm done. Right. Well, think about think about what charts tell you. It's it's basically mass psychology. So up right. here, you know, it, it had a big run up. A whole bunch of people bought it 
right in here. Mm -hmm. And then I went down. These people were like, ah, crap. Went <laughs> down, came back up. They're like, oh, good. It's coming yeah. back. It's going to break through. And more people bought it right there. Yeah. And then it went back down. They're like, ah. Then they, more people bought it here. Like this time it's going one, two, three, four times it's hit here. This time it's definitely going. So yeah. more people bought it here. And then it went all the way down here. Yeah. And these people, these, all of these people over here are like, damn it. That was a <laughs> bad choice. So all they're waiting for is for it to get back to even yeah. so they can get out. Yep. That's, that's what resistance means. Resistance yeah, I, I, basically yeah. is all the people that think they made a mistake buying it just want to get out breaking even. Yeah, I bought it right around October twelfth or thirteenth, like at one oh two and sold it at one forty. Yeah. Yeah. Something. Yeah. So, so you bought it the bought it the low and sold it the high. There you go. Got lucky. Excellent. How about one last one? We'll do a Blackstone BX. B that was the other one I got out. That's the one I bought three different times. Three different tranches. So again, uh terrible sector. Industry group actually is not too bad. Um it's sort of outperforming its group it's sort of going sideways so i i would call it just going along for the ride it's not significantly outperforming its own peers right mm -hmm. and then the chart you know the chart is trending down actually yeah so it made it above its 200 day you, you probably bought it back a couple of times back and through here yeah i started buying it like early december bought it all the way until Right. I think my last was late, like right around Christmas. Okay, so yeah. So you're at the bottom. You were at the bottom down here. So this is one that came up and then came all the way down, and then starting going going back up. Friday had a big sell off. Yeah. So I sold Thursday morning. So right at the peak of the day or near the peak. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Ninety three seventy five or something. High low, sell high. There you go. You got it. You know how this works. <laughs> nice. And look at the accumulation distribution is you know has been going sideways and now it's just kind of crashing. Now, this one might continue to head lower. Yep. Very cool. Well, I appreciate so you we'll doing see. this. We'll see what happens next week. Uh, well, we one thing week. you did for us last quarter, I believe, of the big four, Microsoft, Google, Amazon, Facebook, Meta. Right. One time you said, what was the best? What was the worst? Do you have an idea for those four? Let's play oh, that game uh, again. I did that on the I did that on the banks. Okay. Yeah. I said uh, Citi and JP Morgan would be the best. Right. And Bank of America would be the worst. So you want to take a look at uh, there's bank there's Bank of America. Yep. You know, didn't didn't it yeah. had a little bit of a run, but not too impressive. And JP Morgan we looked at already. And City I said thought I thought looked like the best. And City had a nice bump and then started coming back Thursday and Friday. So what do you um, think? Meta this, this week, this week Google, I think um, probably Meta, Amazon, Meta, Google, Microsoft, and Microsoft. Right. I think Google will be the worst. Mm. I think Meta actually has a chance to to outperform. Okay. I think Microsoft will be second, and then um, Amazon third. Amazon, Amazon. Yeah, I think that would be the order. I'd say Meta, Microsoft. Amazon and Google. All right. I like it. We'll see what uh, happens next week. And by the way, um, one that doesn't get talked about a lot, but Oracle. Oh, Oracle is kind of a uh, sleeper. Yeah, stock. look at that chart. Wow. Yeah. This this was just going going up from October at uh what is that, fifty? 
60, 60 dollars. Mm-hmm. It's and it's trying to it's going to try to break a hundred now. Okay. Uh-huh. So Oracle's interesting. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Very cool, um, man. Where I appreciate you all do. Remember, folks, if you want him to do one of these Sunday sessions where we go for two or three hours, leave comments below. It will be a Zoom meeting, not a uh, webinar. So that means you can ask questions. Uh, let, let us know if you're interested. Leave comments below. And of course, his newsletter is breakpointtrading at gmail.com. Get it. Uh, I get it each week. Look at it. Uh, cartoons will certainly make you laugh. If you don't want it anymore, send him a note. He'll take you off the list. Dan, I appreciate you. Thank you for getting on so early. You bet. Have a good weekend and uh, good luck with your session. Thank you, buddy. Take care.